I'm Damian Bolwa, Managing Editor of the San Francisco Chronicle. Today on Fifth and Mission, guess who else dined at the French Laundry? Readers who have been severely limiting their movements during the pandemic were not happy when we reported last month that California Governor Gavin Newsom had dined with a large party at the famed French Laundry in the Napa Valley. Newsom apologized after we broke the story. Then on Tuesday, Heather Knight, our columnist and, as you know, my fifth and mission co-host, revealed that San Francisco Mayor London Breed had also dined, also at a birthday party, also at the French Laundry with multiple households just one night after Newsom. The big question, why are these stories creating so much buzz? To answer that, we do have my co-host, Heather Knight on the show. We also have the host of the It's All Political podcast, Joe Garofoli, joining me. Thanks, guys. How you doing? All right, bud. How you doing? Good. So, Heather, you posted this story on Tuesday, and we're talking on Tuesday evening, and it exploded yet again, as we suspected it would. Um, first off, before we get to why uh, it exploded. And there's a lot of, I think, um, maybe good and bad reasons, but, um, first of all, give us the, give us the basics. What are you reporting? Yeah. So as we all know, Governor Gavin Newsom ate at the French Laundry for a birthday dinner, um, on November 6th. Turns out that wasn't the only local luminary politico to, um, dine at the French Laundry for a birthday party the same week. In fact, the next night, November 7th, uh, Mayor London Breed was there also for a birthday, 60th birthday of um, San Francisco socialite Goretti Lou. There were eight people in attendance in the same kind of weird indoor slash outdoor, mostly enclosed um, kind of cabana um, at the French Laundry as Newsom ate in. But there is a ceiling and a chandelier, so I would argue that makes it indoor. (laughs) Okay. The chandelier is definitely a sign of indoor dining. Yeah. If you're going to pay that kind of money also, yeah. outdoor seems like I, I don't even want to catch the slightest draft if I'm dropping thousands of dollars exactly. on, on a chandelier. Okay. So first of all, Heather, before we, before we get, get to this, we need to sort of compare it right to to what's going on with the restrictions. That's why it's a big deal. Right. So at the time, Napa County was in the orange tier and indoor dining was allowed and there was no state cap on the number of households that could be at a dinner table. Um, But uh, Mayor Breed, as she has done in many instances, actually had implemented stricter rules in San Francisco, even though our county at the time was doing even better um, and was in the yellow tier still, I believe. Um, But she had restricted dining in San Francisco indoor or outdoor to six people. If there were any more than six at a table, they had to all be from the same household. So um, while it seems that she may have kind of skirted the okay lines in Napa, she definitely would have been out of step with her own guidance in San Francisco. And the notable part is three days later, she banned all indoor dining in San Francisco with a very, you know, strong quote about how we all need to do our part and sacrifice for the for the common good to survive this surge. You wrote you wrote in your article, it's a bad look, mm-hmm. uh, you know, obviously. And And Joe, as you know, as we speak now the story is sort of traveling everywhere it's it's i've even seen uh, the memes popping up on, on the internet a lot of um a lot of good jokes out there and a lot of anger as well joe why do we ca- why do we care uh where london breed eats right now well we care why the same reason why where newsom eats where sheila cool uh, who was um 
a supervisor in LA County, day, you know, moment, days after, hours after she voted to shut down indo- outdoor dining, she goes and eats outdoors at a restaurant. It's because you, you, you expect politicians at some level to be practicing what they preach. Uh, they, they, and when they don't, they lose their moral authority they, the, to, to tell us, to inspire us to do things. You know, if, if, we're, if they're going to ask for some sort of collective sacrifice, some, something for the communal good, then at least do it yourself. Yeah, otherwise, it looks like, you know, it's the do as I say, not as I do. There's a guy uh, in Redondo Beach who owns a restaurant called Eat at Joe's, okay? <laughs> the other day, he hung a sign out uh, over his Eat at Joe's sign that says, French laundry, come on in and eat at my patio. <laughs> and so, uh, and he and he told uh, Fox Business that he says, the, the, the governor went to that party at the French laundry and didn't social distance, didn't do anything, and just rubbed it in our faces. And he said, this, the hypocrisy of it annoyed me. So I put up the sign as like, hey, if it's okay for you to go to the French laundry, then my customers can can come in. So that's, I mean, that's what it is. So if, 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 it's, if the governor's not going to do it, if the mayor's not going to do it, if Sheila Kuhl and, and there's other folks uh, who are doing this too, uh, the, the mayor of San Jose was just recently busted about it. We, we'll get to that too. I mean, then, then why should the rest of us do it? I think also the um, just sheer opulence of the French Laundry three-star Michelin restaurant in Yontville that the average person would never be able to afford makes it even take it to another level because um, I think about half of San Francisco restaurants have closed or expected to fail because of the pandemic, including, you know, real mom and pop joints that are beloved little cafes that are obviously way, way, way cheaper than San Francisco. Our food lines are longer than ever. Um, Hundreds of thousands of San Franciscans have filed for unemployment. So just, you know, the look of um, driving off to Napa to spend hundreds of dollars at a fancy Michelin restaurant isn't the best. You know, Aaron Alday, our, our colleague, comes on the show a lot to give us updates on the pandemic. And one thing that she's always stressing is that a lot of the rules are not just specific to stopping the spread in that moment, but also there, there's a bit of theater and a, and, and a message that gets sent about, hey, like you need to be really careful. And one of the reasons why all these rules are in place is, is we're sending this really drastic message. And it feels like that 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 Newsom and, and London Breed have have sort of lost the thread on that a little bit by doing this. Right. At a time when most families, you know, can't send their kids to school and they're getting laid off and they're having a hard time affording rent and food and um, and trying to figure out what are the exact rules I'm supposed to be doing today versus yesterday versus next week. And it's just a really hard time for everyone. I think um, what these two have done, as Joe mentioned, a number of other politicians, too, just doesn't jibe, you know, doesn't feel right. And I think there's also there's also a human aspect here that uh, on some of the, one of these cases kind of struck me at, at some level because we all are making decisions in our daily lives, you know, we're, we're at, at some level to well, should I do that? Should I go there? Should I go to the supermarket? Should I you know do this and that? Um, the mayor of Denver, Michael Hancock, uh, a couple like a couple days after uh, telling Den- the residents of Denver to stay home, don't travel over Thanksgiving. He took off to join his wife and daughter in Mississippi, where his daughter had recently taken a job. And then he said, you know, when he gets, uh, when this comes out, he says, I apologize to residents of Denver. See, my decision is conflicting with the guidance to stay at home for all but essential travel. I made my decision as a husband and father. And for those who are angry and disappointed, I humbly ask you to forgive the decisions that are born of my heart and not of my head. 
which is a little bit of a different take on the apology, but there is a human aspect of it too that I think we're all dealing with is that, okay, what, what can I do? I, I, over Thanksgiving, we're all making these decisions. Um, how can I, can I, who do I, who can I actually have Thanksgiving with and who can I not? Um, so there, there's a, there is a human aspect of here. And I, I think if, but these, these decisions at the French laundry are, are kind of devoid of that. That's more of a sort of, as Heather, as you said, it's sort of a let them eat cake, uh, aspect of it, but there is a human quality. And I think in San Jose, that might be fall into that category. Yeah. But, um, Sam Licardo, the mayor of San Jose, um, today apologized for, um, telling folks before Thanksgiving not to gather, um, for the holiday and yet going to his elderly, um, parents home with a number of other, uh, relatives totaling five households, um, for Thanksgiving yeah. himself. And I understand the human aspect of that, but on the other hand, it kind of annoyed me just on a personal level because we all made those decisions, um, before Thanksgiving and we're told by our leaders over and over and over and over again, don't gather. Like, um, I was going to see my dad who's in his seventies on Thanksgiving and we didn't. And he's now saying he might not see any of his kids or grandkids for months because he's just so scared and he's probably just going to stay home. And so we made that decision as a family and it was the right thing to do to just do it over zoom. But then when you see leaders who are saying the exact opposite thing, um, and they're gathering with their parents, it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, let's take a quick break. More to talk about about the French Laundry fiasco with Heather Knight and Joe Garofoli right after this. Welcome back to Fifth and Mission. I'm Damian Bolwa. I'm joined by my co-host on the program, Heather Knight, and the host of the It's All Political podcast, Joe Garofoli. So we're talking about these uh, ill-fated excursions by our elected leaders to the French Laundry in Yontville. Let's let's talk about the reaction, though, which is so all over the map. When these Chronicle has broken these stories, people have been um, upset uh, about it. They've said, you know, we why do I have to stay home while these these guys dine out? But also, um, you you know, you really worry about the reaction because there's also a lot of people that don't seem to be to to necessarily even believe in the coronavirus themselves and and our opponents of these lockdowns and 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 you worry that they're finding a justification for their own actions in this. Right, I'm getting a ton of response on Twitter. Um if you have tweeted at me and I haven't responded, I can't keep up with it. So sorry, but yeah, there's definitely a strong maga vibe of um all these libtards say one thing and do another. <laughs> Why do you keep voting for them? Um don't wear a mask. Obviously, that's not our point. Our point is that our elected leaders need to be held to a higher standard and abide by the same rules that they are implementing, which to be said, usually I have thought are good rules that we should all be following right now. And the point is that they haven't always. And this is providing, uh, you know, a week's worth of programming over at Fox News. They are, are you know, between uh, and now London Breed, I'm sure, will be become a staple of programming over there as, as Newsom has been. And, and Sheila Ku was uh, as well. Um, th- there is, um, I, it's, it's going to, and it's, and this is, it is exactly what Heather was saying. It is, uh, it's the hypocrisy of this. Um, it's just like Pelosi. Remember when Pelosi a couple months ago, when she had the, you know, there was uh, uh, restrictions against, uh, you know, hairstyling, uh, indoor hairstyling, and she got, and she was masked, seen, you know, pictured maskless in a uh, hair salon in, in San Francisco. Um, I was talking, we did a story on that, and one of the people who led the protests, I talked to her, and it was Melanie Morgan, longtime conservative talk show host in, in here in the Bay Area. 
And she says it's about something that everyday people always suspect, that politicians are getting a better deal for themselves than the rest of us are getting. It's the story of the haves and the have-nots. And all these folks are are wealthy folks. I mean, you know, who are who are being attacked. I mean, London Breed, uh, of course, a very uh, a story. She grew up in public housing, but she makes three hundred thirty-five thousand dollars a year. Newsom is a millionaire, uh, and it and it shows how often how politicians are are out of touch. Uh, with with what the common folks are dealing with. And they clearly didn't see anything wrong with it if they went to a very public restaurant and that's, you know, world famous and very fancy and they'd probably see a lot of people they know. So, I mean, right. it didn't even seem to occur to them that it might be a problem. And these are savvy politicians too. I mean, and, and, and Newsom is there with Jason Kinney, who is <laughs> a longtime political, one of the, one of the smartest uh, political uh, consultants in the state. And, and, and this is just, it's, it's incredible that, that, that he would do this. So he, he apologized, Heather, what about, what about the mayor? What did she have to say for herself? I haven't heard anything since we posted, um, a few hours ago, but her spokesman had told me before, obviously I let them know we were working on this and got his um, statement, which was that, um, at the time indoor and outdoor dining were both allowed in Napa County and she abided by the rules. Um, there's still a little sketchiness about how many households were involved. But um, besides that, it seems like everything was, you know, fine. We're not saying she did anything illegal, obviously. But um, he said that she had eaten out at a number of restaurants to support them financially um, when the numbers of coronavirus cases were lower. um, And now she is back to, you know, basically being by herself in her apartment. So... Yeah, it, it's that kind of by the letter response that we're getting from a lot of people. I think Newsom's uh, their, Newsom's initial response was something along those lines. Sheila Kuehl's folks, but said uh, uh, the other day, she said she did dine al fresco at El Forno on the very last day. It was permissible, <laughs> <laughs> which it props props for al fresco and Il Forno. The thing that uh, she, right. she well, that's- yeah she loves Il Forno has been saddened to see it like so many restaurants suffer from a decline in revenue. She ate there, take the appropriate precautions, and sadly will not dine there again until our public health orders permit. <laughs> well, that's that's by the letter, but but it also seems to tap into the fatigue that we all have with the pandemic and the frustration and the fact that our lives are now defined by this. And, you know, I, I wanted to ask you guys, you know, sort of about more about the reaction. I have to share what I thought was the funniest um, one. If we if we are allowed to use uh, humor, it was uh, by our, our uh, reporter colleague friend uh, Leonardo Castaneda, who posted a photo of the Carrie Bradshaw character from Sex and the City, who of course pounds away on best her computer, show of all writes. time. <laughs> and she and the <laughs> caption is the caption is as I read the latest revelation, I couldn't help but wonder. Had everyone been going to the French Laundry during the pandemic except me? <laughs> that was awesome. I also want to give a shout out to our restaurant critic, Solejo, who is brilliant and very funny. And like within two seconds, she had this amazing satirical take that you can now find on sfchronicle.com titled, You Have a Very Legit, Totally Okay Reason for Attending a Big French Laundry Dinner Party Right Now. It's and it's basically funny. written to the mayor <laughs> about why this is a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> a little upsetting though that when Soleho goes to the French laundry it's paid for yeah. uh, by the chronicle. <laughs> Un- unfair when we're while well, we're talking about things that are unfair. 
Joe, what, what, what reaction have you seen out there? And, and also, you know, in the long term, how, how much do you expect this to stick to these guys? Well, it's, it's already, there's already uh, repercussions uh, happening to Newsom. Um, we, John Cox, uh, who ran against them last time, likely will run against them again, called it rank hypocrisy and, and is, is said he's going to be running against them again. Kevin Faulkner, who is going to be a very interesting candidate, uh, he's likely going to run against Newsom uh, when he's up in, in, in uh, 2022, um, and that those campaigns get cranked up a year in advance. Uh, he said, we need leadership right now. People are angrily, angry, and rightfully so. He is seizing upon this moment. The California Republican Party over at Thanksgiving has been selling cutouts of Newsom's head for, to, for people to put in their window because he's everywhere looking at you. And they have a, a, a King uh, Gavin. Um, it's Newsom with a crown on his head. And then for Christmas, they have a Newsom uh, with a green face and a hat dressed, uh, dressed up as the Grinch. So they have him there. So it's basically portraying Newman as, uh, Newsom as uh, Big Brother and as a figure who is, you know, uh, everywhere and, uh, you know, compounding that image is the, that he's, while he's everywhere and telling you what to do, he's not doing it himself. All right. Before I let you guys go, you know, I have to sort of play devil's advocate one more time. You know, I think you get this angry response to, to, uh, to the, to Breed and Newsom, and you also get a response to our writing about it. And on the, the polar opposite of this is people like the president of the United States who are not abiding by any of this stuff and are, and are often urging people to, to gather or, uh, you know, or mocking people who wear masks. And so it's, it, I think that is one of the disconnections too, is sort of this idea of, okay, they went out to the French laundry, but my goodness, look at the other side. Well, we've written about that a million times. It's not like we're avoiding, you know, discussing Trump and his own completely ridiculous response to the pandemic. But we can't ignore local politicians who make their own missteps. I mean, we can walk and chew gum at the same time. Preach. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> I that's all. That's, yeah, it's as good as it gets, Heather. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well said. Uh, I think we should leave it with that. Thanks again, uh, Heather and Joe, for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks to my guest today on Fifth and Mission, my co-host on the program, Heather Knight, and Joe Garofoli, the host of the It's All Political podcast. Thanks to King Kaufman for producing this episode, and thank you for listening. 